Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. As Americans continue to stay at home during the coronavirus pandemic, they increasingly are living vicariously through social media influencers, many of whom have yet to raise their rates to reflect their higher engagement making them a timely investment for food and beverage brands expanding their online presence. According to a survey of 1,000 influencers conducted by the Digital Marketing and Communications Agency, A&E, consumer engagement with influencers across social media platforms surged on average 51.3% from when the pandemic was declared in March through June. On average, influencers also reported a 67.1% jump in likes of their online content. At the same time, many influencers have kept their prices the same or only raised them slightly since the pandemic began for an average increase of 3.1% per 1,000 followers compared to pre-COVID. According to A&E co-founder and chief operating officer Alma Beganovich, This means brands are now able to reach significantly more consumers for the same budget as they would have pre-pandemic. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Beganovich discusses how the coronavirus pandemic has impacted social media marketing, shares strategies for effectively partnering with and managing social media influencers, and shares pitfalls to avoid. With in-store demos, sampling, and events, and many other marketing strategies that food and beverage companies relied on to drive trial and consumer engagement now off the table thanks to social distancing requirements, Beganovich recommends companies invest more heavily in digital marketing and, in particular, social media influencers. In terms of the pandemic's effects on influencer and social media marketing, the active, basically, users and and presence online has, has surged. Uh, I know Facebook has reported that for Instagram Live and Facebook Live, this was in late March, there's been double the views. Um, so, and then we, we know from other data that it's been at least 40% increase um, in impressions. YouTube reported 500% of increase um, in basically daily active users. And even, you know, so far back as baby boomers, they're now even educated in online shopping, right? (laughs) They're also ordering from Amazon. They're ordering from Target, from Walmart, um, you know, from Fresh Direct and so forth. So they've been kind of like forced (laughs) to learn um, because of the pandemic. So it makes all the more sense for brands to be investing in digital marketing and in social media and influencer marketing because now, you know, it's basically this direct shopping and they, they no longer even need to go through retailers, right, to be bought. They can set up their own e-commerce shops and just so long as you, you know, understand to direct traffic from social media and influencers to your e-commerce, you can have sales. In terms of the competitive landscape, you know, the brands have to be more present and they have to be more creative in their strategies. So understanding what their, you know, what their competitors are doing and what, you know, what value do they offer that differentiates them from their competitors. So there has to be something, I don't know, a royalties program, um, you know, some sort of discounts, um, some sort of, you know, uh, if it's products that are that are I don't know for example CBD infused drinks we've seen that you know newer products um, more exciting products.
so, you know, they have to make sure that they also communicate. Um, so they're, you know, essentially how they differ in the market from their competitors through, through online, through social channels and, and digital channels to their consumers and also what new products they have available. So it's sort of, you know, it's staying active on, you know, on, on social media and also understanding your target demographic and your competitors, what they're doing and what you can do better than them and, you know, how you can offer and communicate that. To effectively leverage the potential offered by social media influencers, Boganovich says brands first must identify their target consumers, understand their values, and then find influencers who share their interests and the brand's values. As a company, you have to very well define your target demographic. So who is it you're trying to speak to? Who is it you're trying to reach? Um, and you may have several groups. So um, you may have, you know, a, a group that, let's say, like very much into fitness, right, because your brand goes along with that. And you may also have just a group who are sort of like millennial moms, right? It may be convenient what you're selling, your products, you know, snacks, right? Or it may be like those snacks can be used for baking goods. Um, so they're not necessarily health and, you know, health and wellness influencers. Um, so define your target groups who you're trying to reach and um, or, you know, your core customer, right? You know, within the world of influencer marketing, they're, you know, they're quality influencers and they are influencers that are not so reputable. Be very careful who you partner with. Um, you know, you have to make sure that the influencer shares your values, that it's a reputable influencer. You have to look at the engagement of the influencer. So, for example, you know, an influencer doesn't have to have millions of followers to be a true, like, the epicenter of influence in that industry. So, I, you know, I, I give often an example of uh, Brian Boy, and this is in fashion industry, but the same thing, you know, it, it's the same concept in the food industry. It's basically, you know, he doesn't have, he's a fashion influencer, he doesn't have as many followers as, let's say, I don't know, um, you know, Chiara Ferragni. She's, you know, one of the main influencers for the fashion. I think she's like 14 million, but he is followed by Chiara Ferrani and the likes of her. So when he says something, you know, announces a new brand and that he supports the brand, you know, they're paying attention. So he's also influencing the influencers. Um, and so, the again, the same concept in food industry. Um, we have, for example, we work with Sean T and he's, you know, huge in food and fitness. Um, so, you know, he may not have, you know, millions of followers, but he's, you know, he has, he carries significant weight in that industry. So, um, you know, if you find that one, one influencer, right. Um, and that carries a lot of weight in your industry, that part of the niche industry, um, they can really go a long way. Social media influencers also can be a savvy bet for emerging brands because they often are open to creative payment, meaning they don't always require a paycheck, but often are happy to work in exchange for product or an experience. However, Boganovich does caution that this can be more difficult for food and beverage companies to negotiate than, say, luxury goods or services that could offer a spa trip or a fancy dinner a night on the town. People, you know, are typically not willing to work for items is that, you know, you can offer them some sort of maybe subscription or that you have like on, for example, you know, with Uber Eats, if they can give credit, right, to influencers, that's a way to get creative. So they're not paying them, but they're giving them credit each month um, to do certain amount of posts, right? 
um, in exchange for that credit. Um, if you are, let's say you're a snack brand, you could do like send them and you have subscription boxes available. You can send them monthly subscription, right? Boxes of different, you know, different snacks to the influencers. So there's sort of ways to do wine and dining of, of influencers, or you can, you know, the, the third option for you could be to partner with another brand. So let's say partner, you know, pre-pandemic with a hotel brand, or maybe like your spa or maybe a fitness, you know, brand and, you know, sort of, you know, gift a lot like in, in the line with their products, right? So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's an easier, for example, if you are working with a hotel brand and you go there and they have, you know, snacks for, you know, during their yoga sessions that are offered that are, you know, go along with that lifestyle, right? So um, there are ways to get around it. You just have to get creative and, and you have to have strategy and thought to it. When crafting a social media plan, whether or not it relies on influencers, Boganovich cautions brands to avoid several common missteps, including underestimating the demand of managing social media and hiring someone inexperienced to oversee it. Social media has really evolved, and I mean really evolved. So when, for example, you know, you go from posting from one platform to another, they offer so many different options like embedding links, right? Um, doing hashtags, uh, doing tagging, doing internal tagging. You can even on Instagram set up a shop, right? So that consumers can directly shop from Instagram, um, uh, measuring the traffic. You know, I talked about that. It, Google Analytics, obviously huge. So um, really hire somebody that has, you know, that has at least a decent amount of experience. When, you know, any company hires a person, they want to look at their qualifications, you know, obviously their experience and the location, you know, you have to see your employees like cost of living and, and then offer them a salary accordingly. So think of, you know, sort of kind of hiring an employee. Um, so maybe like 65K annually, right? Um, so with, you know, with health benefits. So that's, you know, the budget that you should allocate. So at least that employee, even though the employee that doesn't include the advertising budget, but at least they can, you know, they're qualified for 65K annually, and they can come up with strategies that could some sort of, you know, creatively, like I said, gifting that you're doing something, maybe subscription boxes, maybe credits, if you're, you know, uh, online ordering business. Um, so they will come up with different set of strategies for you, and they can also execute on those strategy. Again, it, it, it becomes obviously difficult for one person to do, do all of this, but at least, you know, start somewhere. And it's better to start somewhere and improve and build on your strategies rather than, you know, just sit in a place because you may not have a million annually to spend right away. Another common mistake that Beganovich says she sees often, especially among younger brands with limited budgets, is ending a social media campaign before it can really take root. One of the common pitfalls is, especially for newer brands, is to give campaign a shot for like a month or two or three or even four months and to say like, oh, it's not working. And so they just rushed into it. They didn't clearly define their KPIs. Um, they wanted to make like immediate sales, but they also then – you know, we always talk to our clients about understanding the consumer journey, right? And it's the golden rule of seven in marketing. So it takes consumer at least seven times to see your product in order to process it, your brand, uh, even to register that it exists. And then, you know, and then they're going to go and do their research, uh, especially if it's a new brand and see, you know, what others are saying, online reviews, which obviously includes influencer so, yeah, that would be the second pitfall would be, you know, don't go in it too quickly and get out too quickly. To help brands walk the line between cutting a campaign short prematurely and cutting their losses with a failing endeavor, 
Boganovich advises companies to set clear goals and key performance indicators, just as they would for any employee. In terms of KPIs, you know, it depends what, you know, what you're trying to do. Um, if you're trying to, I don't know, through an application, trying to get subscribers, that obviously, you know, your ultimate measure will be subscription, right? Um, or even if you're, you know, just have subscription in terms of your, your services product, maybe you deliver each different set of products each month to your customer, um, you, can, you can use that as a measure. Um, other ways to measure it, you know, if you have brick-and-mortar stores or if you're sold somewhere, um, you can measure the foot traffic. You can also measure the click-through rate. So you can, for example, have customized links that you give to influencers, and then you measure that traffic. You can also measure follower growth. So maybe you're trying to grow your Instagram account. We've seen smaller food brands try to do that to like impress their larger retailers like Target, Walmart, Costco, et cetera. Um, you could also uh, measure. You can measure the amount of content. We talked about content is very valuable. That is, you know, that is made by influencers or by even, you know, influencers followers using your hashtags. And that's another metric is hashtags. Um, you know, how many, how many people have used your hashtag, right, for that month or that campaign's hashtag. So, yeah, there's many ways to, you know, measure performance. You just have to, you know, make sure that you understand what your end goal is. Well, crafting an effective digital marketing campaign and finding the right influencers can be time-consuming, Boganovich says the investment is well worth it, not only as a way to buy time during the pandemic, but because she believes that consumers are increasingly comfortable with engaging with brands digitally, and she doesn't see that changing once the coronavirus is under control. With that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.